there's no place like home. Unless, of course, it's in a state of chaos. Are you overwhelmed by the sheer volume of things you've accumulated throughout the decades yet realize the need to downsize? Or perhaps you find the idea of decluttering and preparing for a move just too large of a task to tackle. Hi, I'm Suzanne Albee, owner of Be Organized Seattle. It's normal to feel overwhelmed when it's time to downsize. We understand firsthand how stressful a move can be, but also know how to meet those challenges. We are here to help you simplify your hive by working alongside you. We can help you sort your belongings, prepare for an estate sale, get your home ready to put on the market, handle your move logistics, and even take on your to-do list. In summary, we're here to help make your life a lot easier and can take care of the details from start to finish. And we do all of this with a compassionate, confidential, and judgment-free approach. Get to know our helpful bees in the greater Puget Sound area or in many cities across the U.S. by giving us a buzz at 206-627-0957 or visit beorganized.com. That's B-E-E organized.com. The following podcast is provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, as we are here with Daphne Davis from Pinnacle Senior Placements on the Answers for Elders Radio Network. And Daphne Davis, I am so excited that we're talking about a topic that every single listener today should be listening to. And whether you think it applies to you today, it probably will in the future. Um, and so as a result, um, we're talking about, you know, what is a family caregiver, quote unquote, unpaid family member that's taking care of a loved one? What's their job description? What does that really mean? I think so many of us are confused or we think that, oh, just taking somebody to a doctor appointment isn't a big deal. But like what we talked about, those things are huge. They're huge if you have that responsibility because it affects your your um, your job, your job performance, your pension, your income, all of these things, your family commitments, all of these things that it, it, it that is involved. And so obviously having these types of conversations upfront, understanding what your expectations are of you. There's no surprises in the, in the long end. And the other thing is it affects the entire family, whether the other family members are involved or not. It means other families picking, you know, family members picking up the slack, right? And so um, Daphne, welcome back and, and sharing with us a little bit. I want to go into, we talked kind of about healthcare and what happens in a hospital. I would love to talk a little bit about um, the legal side. I know neither one of us are attorneys, and and we have our wonderful Jim Kaler, who's talked a lot about that on our our um, website. But um, I would love to talk to you a little bit about what you're seeing with with families when they're dealing with legal aspects. So a lot of our conversation today is driven by what I'm seeing currently. So these things are not hypothetical stories, mm-hmm. um, and they're not hypothetical things for you to just put on the back burner and say, I'll deal with that next month, or, oh, I'm only 50 years old, I don't need this now. 
I'm telling you all, please take care of these things that will make life so much easier for whoever is helping you in the event of some kind of accident or health, mm-hmm. health you know, situation. Um, in terms of the legal documents, we've talked about the medical power of attorney already, and there's also a financial power of attorney. And this is very important. Let me just paint a little picture here. Let's say that um, mom or dad are in the hospital. They've had a stroke. They're there for a while. They go to rehab. They're, they're getting stronger. Um, they're doing physical therapy. And now all of a sudden, two months has gone by, and you can't even believe two months went by. And who's been paying the bills? And did the long-term care insurance policy get paid last month? Or, you know, is the Comcast bill being paid, utilities being paid? Do they still have a mortgage and did it get paid? How do I get into mom or dad's accounts? How do I get to the bank and be able to have some of these bills paid? Do I have access to their banking? Do I know where their 401k is and do I have access to that? Does their financial planner know that I'm the power of attorney? Are you the power of attorney for financial? These are all very clear, real, happens everyday stories that mm-hmm. something as simple as paying so gets overlooked. I so want- one thing that I think that is really critical that we address here is that the healthcare person and the financial power of attorney do not have to be the same person. No, and don't. and I think that's something that. Um, we could talk a little bit about today because um, sometimes people think they have to be the same person. They don't. Yeah. I often, if a family, if there's multiple people in a family and they're working together and on the same page and recognize what the responsibilities are in terms of executing mom or dad's wishes and their desires, I really recommend having two different powers of attorney, a financial and a medical, mm. because it is over overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't work for all stories. Sometimes it's good for one person to have everything. Um, you have to look at your own situation. The benefits of having one person be a power of attorney for financial and medical is that that person knows the whole picture. They know everything that's going on with that person in terms of what their health care needs are and what is their financial picture if they need care outside of their home. Um, and so and I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that as long as people are working as a team. Um, yep. In my own personal experience, um, I had all the, the responsibility and no authority. That didn't work. No, that would not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like you said, every situation is different. And um, certainly the fact that I was going to see my mother every day or, you know, not every week, several times a week, um, the financial power of attorney was somebody basically that wouldn't say no to her. You know, it was somebody that, you know, would just, and I get it. It was her money. But on the same time, my mother had dementia. She was buying like encyclopedias when we had the internet, you know, I mean, she wasn't equating, she was buying encyclopedias for her grandchildren, but she didn't need to do right. But, but again, those are things that, um, when you see the day-to-day things happening and what it, what's going on, there's a lot of things to take a look at to figure out, you know, how do we best serve? Now, am I the best money manager? Heck no. But ultimately, my mom made the change and she made me financial power of attorney. And, you know, I had responsibilities that I had to uphold. And when I learned about the responsibility of having a power of attorney, uh, you know, I was her healthcare director. Yes, but... I, I wanted to make sure that, 
you know, I understood. I didn't understand all of the ramifications legally of what does that mean when you're a financial power of attorney. So explain to us, our listeners, Daphne, what does that really mean when you're a power of attorney? So you're the person where you're not financially responsible for someone's debt. You're not financially responsible for any of the services that are incurred or had been incurred and not paid for. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. affect your personal assets. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it says that you are going to be prudent and a fiduciary Mm -hmm. to the estate of your loved one that says, I'm going to uphold the desires of the person who owns that estate. Right. Um, And so you are the person that people go to. You know, if, if there is um, a copay for met, uh, medicine. The pharmacy mm-hmm. goes to you and says, how do we get this paid? Oh, I thought there was a credit card on file and that it just, the copay went to the credit card and I can pay the, the you know, the bill. Yeah. The bill. Well, that credit card lapsed. Yeah. It, it, it's expired. It's not good anymore. And so now you have to scramble and figure out how do I get a new mm-hmm. credit card at the pharmacy? That's that's a little detail of what a power of attorney does. So, and I think too, when, when you're saying this, it's like one of the things that, um, that people don't realize either through, through having a power of attorney is the fact that you, you're not able to do anything financially with that loved one. And, and here, when you're talking about it, if, for example, this is something that I learned from, Stephen Waltar, which is an, he is an attorney. A lot of people will tell me, oh, well, I just added my kids to my checking account. Right. And I, it, it makes me cringe because what I do know is that can expose you to financial liability at that point, because you're a co-owner of an account and that brings you li- financial liability. So one of the things that the power of attorney does is it protects both parties. And I think that's something that's really, really key um, you know, you never, ever, ever want to just add somebody to your bank account unless they have that document. That's mm-hmm. the difference. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little nuances. And I certainly, again, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an attorney. No. But I, I do know enough to know that this is some a conversation that you should really have with someone. Mm-hmm. I also would not do a financial attorney, excuse me, a power of attorney for finances from the drugstore paperwork. I would not do it from off the internet. I would not do it by yourself. There are too many ramifications that can come into play, whether you've got two nickels to rub together in your estate or 5,000 nickels, it doesn't matter. Exactly. You need to be protected and talk to an attorney. And and to do those two documents is someplace, I mean, I have heard about $1,200 for those two, but I can hear $5,000. So it really just depends upon the complexity of the financial picture and um, what is needed in that in the medical realm as well. Mm-hmm. The most important thing, though, in all of this um, is to be sure that you know who the players are when those people are are assigned by the estate owner or, or by the person that that you're the power of attorney for. I want to paint just a little picture here. Um, think of all of the second marriages that we have and blended families. Wow. Sometimes that can really be a bugaboo because there's different kids for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, how does this all come together? Because there's really a lot of emotional charge mm-hmm. in these situations. Um, sometimes there can be financial 
squabbles. Mm -hmm. um, there can be differences I've had right now, differences in our opinions about having um, a vaccination or not having a vaccination for COVID. Right, true. Um, so all of those things need to really be talked about. Don't let the elephant in the room stop you from being proactive. You will thank yourself when and if that emergency happens down the road or just the event of a natural death, right. just having things in place. Um, it's not often that we die in our sleep any longer. We have really good medical technology. And so sometimes there are decisions that have to be made even to get to your last breath. Sure. That's the medical attorney or medical power of attorney that does that. The financial right. person, let me talk about that again. The financial person really has, um, has to do a lot of juggling between usually family and looking at a family picture and looking at the needs of that loved one. And sometimes that's a very hard place to be right? Um, in terms of how assets are being used. And so having a conversation about what are those assets, whose assets are those in the estate and how are they to be used? Mom and dad might say, I really want to have some inheritance to leave all of my kids. And the kids say, it's your money. We want you to be well taken care of. Have that conversation. Um, and it's that generation, very common. Um, it it's like, yes. and, and which blows my mind because um, I don't think it's as important to, to the, you know, to the sons and daughters it's not especially those that are doing well no. but i i have noticed that with with the you know the greatest generation it is yep it is so pinnacle senior placements is here to help you and you can reach us at 855-734-1500 or always at our website which is pinnacle senior placements.com and everyone, Daphne will be right back right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Pinnacle Senior Placements, LLC and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Pinnacle Senior Placements, go to PinnacleSeniorPlacements.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.